Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Well, the Piltdown Man was a hoax from the start. The Piltdown Man got its name because in 1912, bones were supposedly collected in Piltdown, East Essex, England. The Piltdown Man was bone fragments presented as fossilized remains. They were remains of an unknown early human. They filed down the jaw. This is a fact. Y'all can Google this. They filed down the jaw and the teeth to make them look different. The filed markings were visible on the jaw and the teeth, and it wasn't until 1953 that it was formally declared a fake. So in 1912, from 1912 to 1953, it was taught in our public school systems. The Peking Man, a Canadian physician named Davidson Black, was digging in China in 1927 and about to run out of money, and he found one tooth. Remember, I'm telling you the tooth, the whole tooth, and nothing but the tooth. Through this one tooth, the Rockefeller Foundation sent him more money. And as he dug further, he found a skull, and the back of the skull was flattened by a tool. Later, David Black, or Davidson Black, died of a heart attack around 49 years old. Other scientists went there and they said, I can't believe I came all the way around the world to look at a monkey skull because the tools that they found there, listen, were common in China because monkey brains in China. And for those of you that have been to China, you know this monkey brains in China are a delicacy and the rest of the monkey is tough. So the tool that they found was used to break the skull and open the back of the skull so that they could get scoop out the brains of, of the of the monkey. Y'all seen Indiana Jones? Then y'all see Indiana Jones? That was my favorite part in Indiana Jones where they was you remember that? It was scooping out the brains and then the lady was like nasty. And I love it when like when they open up the arc, remember that? And the lights came out and like the lights was like, burned out the, the eyes of the people and disintegrated everyone. Gosh, that was a great movie. <laughs> I feel like, hold on, watch it today. It was, that was just a great movie. I mean, it really was. So, but, but all of these, you know what? I like the man that's found in Genesis. God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion over everything that is on the earth. Now, if you've been with us, you know that day one, the word day is yam in the Hebrew. Day one, yam God created light. Day two, 
God created air, the atmosphere. Day three, the waters were collecting and oceans and dry land appeared. Day four, the sun, the moon, the stars were made and became visible. Day five, we talked about it last week, is the day that God creates the first living things. And all the sea creatures that are in the sea and the bird life in the sky are created. Day five, the house is complete and ready for man to move in. Well, today we come to day six in our final day in our study in creation. And day six, you got a pen, write this down. Right in the margins of your Bibles, you can write down the peak of God's creative work. The peak of God's creative work. Day six, we come to the creation of man. And I've titled this sermon, The Origin of Man and Everything. Genesis chapter one, saints, we pick up in verse 24. If you're looking at Genesis chapter one, verse 24, I need you to say a hearty amen. Oh, you need to say one better than that. If you're looking at verse 24, say amen. Amen. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. Notice everything is according to its kind, not according to some other kind. Say amen. And God saw that it was what, saints? Then God said, come on, read verse 26 with me. Then God said, come on, read it. Uh, Read it like you mean it. Come on, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth's soul. God created man in his own image, and in case you don't get that, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them, and God said to them, what do you say, saints? And do what? And do what? And subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is in the face, uh, which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you. It shall be for food also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given you every green herb for food. And it was so. And then in verse 31, come on, read it with me. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. Listen close. No one has ever found any proof of the evolutionary theory. And that makes total sense because evolution never happened. I'm glad four people got that. And the reason they can't find proof is you can't prove something that didn't happen. And evolution never happened. That's why they can't prove it. In other words, they can't prove evolution because it never happened. In other words, evolution never happened, and that's why they can't prove it. (laughs) You understand? (laughs) So I said in the beginning of our study that God created the earth in six 24-hour or solar days. And God made the universe and everything in it approximately four to 6,000 years ago. Again, we believe in young earth. 
Day six is the finishing touches on his creation. Day five, God created all the animals in the sea and the birds in the air. Day six, God creates the earth creatures, and they are in, if you have a pen, write this down. They're in three categories. The earth creatures are in three categories. Cattle, creeping things, and beasts of the earth. And we're going to look at those really briefly and really quickly. Number one, cattle. Most Hebrew scholars agree that cattle speaks of animals that can be tamed and domesticated for man's use. Now, I know, I think you're probably thinking of a dog. Well, not really, but not excluded, because a dog can herd sheep. The word cattle refers to more than that, which something like that, something that provides milk, like a cow, or it refers to a goat or to an ox, maybe an animal that can be tamed and ridden like a beast of burden. Animals that can be tamed and domesticated and used by man. Creeping things. Creeping things include bugs. Hebrew scholars will also say, and they say that this refers to small, get this, small animals with short legs. One Hebrew writer says animals with short legs whose bellies are not far from the ground. Isn't that interesting? Animals that scurry like rabbits. Short-legged animals, insects, rodents, including snakes and amphibians, the mole, the mouse, the great lizard, the geico gecko, the crocodile. I love the geico gecko. I do. The crocodile, the lizard, the sand reptile, the chameleon, animals that are referred to in Leviticus. Write that down. Leviticus 29. You can read it in your own time. All of these are creeping things. And then the beast of the earth. This would be four-legged animals of some size, generally not tamed. I think of lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. (laughs) Giraffes, elephants, rhinos, hippos. These animals are not intended to domesticate for any purpose of man. I think of camels. The first time I rode a camel... (laughs) That's me on a camel... First time I rode a camel, I was in Israel, and oh, I've got to tell you, of course, you know we're going to Israel. Matt, were you with us on this trip? You weren't with us on this trip? Okay. So, yeah, it's Pastor Nick, exactly right. And uh, it's my first time I rode a camel. Needless to say, I look like, uh, what is this? Uh, it's kind of hard to get on, but they get down, and you get on it. And, uh, and I got a couple more pictures of camels. Let me see what I got there. Yeah, and then when I was having fun, we were having some fun, and that lady up front is my wife. She's like... She's enjoying dragging me along. And uh, so we had a really, really... And see the one at the bottom? That's, that, I made that a Facebook profile pic one time. Because that picture is just awesome. The camera, the, the camera lens, everything about that is just awesome. But, 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 but these, these, these beasts of the earth would include uh, camels. And that's all that needs to be said about camels and creeping things and beasts of the earth. Because day six is about man. Man is the main issue. It was the creation of man that God had redemption in mind. Are you listening? Everything else in the universe will perish and unfold. Think about this. Revelation tells us the sun, the moon, the stars will end. The universe will roll up like a scroll. Creation will one day melt with a fervent heat. It will be dissolved and put in reverse. I had a lady come to me after, after second service. She said, I never knew that. She said, I never heard that. 
She said, creation will be put in reverse. I said, yep. In the end times, Peter talks about the earth will dissolve with a fervent heat. So creation is going to unroll and be uncreated. And all the atomic energy it took to put it in place will spin in reverse like running a film backwards. It will go out of existence. But think about this. Everything that lives on the earth, every green thing, every plant, every tree, every occupant of the sea, every occupant of the sky, every occupant of the land, every creature anywhere in the universe will die at the end of their life. They will go back to dust and out of existence, but not man. Not man. I'm surprised more than four people didn't say amen right there. Not man. No, man, we will live forever. Those of you that know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior will live forever with God in heaven. The main, the main character of creation is man. And the whole unfolding of creation is to create an atmosphere in which the great redemptive saga can play out as God seeks a bride for his son. And God seeks to demonstrate his grace and mercy and compassion and saving power to a universe of Christ rejecting sinful people. Look at verse 26. Let us. Look at verse 26, chapter 1. Look at it. Don't look at me. Let us make man in our image. And according to our likeness, underline the word us, underline the word our. Verse 26, if you're writing in your, in your Bibles, you can write this, is the epitome of God's creation, verse 26, is the epitome of God's creation. I want you to notice over and over in Genesis 1, we read, let there be. Were you with me? Verse 3, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11, verse 14, verse 20, verse 24. But here in the creation of man, I want you to notice something. Pay particular attention, Bible students. Listen, we have a shift in language. It doesn't say let there be. It says what? Let us make man. Now, in the Hebrew language, let there be is an impersonal verb. Let us is a personal form of a verb. So at this point, God becomes personal. God introduces himself and in his introduction of himself in the plural language, in the form of the Trinity, let us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It's almost like God is saying, okay, everything is set up now. Let us make man in our image. This is a clear, unmistakable reference to the Trinity. And we're not going to dig into it much this morning, but if you've been with me in John's gospel, we learn in John's gospel that Jesus created all things, yes? And all things were made by him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And here we learn that God the Father created all things. Look at verse 2 of chapter, chapter 1. It tells us the Spirit of God was hovering over the face. So what we have in the Bible is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, all involved in creation. That's the Trinity. And when it comes to the the creation of man, God doesn't use the impersonal fiat. Fiat means decree. Divine decree, let there be. Fiat means decree. God doesn't use the decree, the impersonal decree. He uses a personal decree. Let us. 
in the New Testament, we get the full clarification and theology of the Trinity. But here, God is letting us in on a Trinitarian plan. We'll talk about it later. Look at verse 26 again. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now listen, this does not mean that God has a physical or human body. You know that, don't you? Genesis chapter 4, pardon me, John chapter 4, verse 24, tells us that God is spirit. And he does not have a physical body. He designed man so man will have a physical body. A body that could do many of the things that God can do. See and hear and smell and touch and speak and think and plan and reason. There are at least three aspects, and if you've got a pen, write these down quickly. There are three aspects to the idea that we are made in the image of God. One, it means that we, it means humans possess personality. Two, it means humans possess morality. We can make moral judgments. And three, it means humans possess spirituality. Man is made for communion with God. Are you listening? It's on the level of the spirit that we communicate with God. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, them, male and female, he created them. This is the third time the word bara is used. Remember I told you what the word bara means? Saints, what does it mean, bara? Created, very good. Something out of nothing, created something out of nothing. Now watch this. Man is both made and created. God makes man out of minerals and earth and water. The third act of creation, bara, takes place and man is a physical frame. The final act of creation, God shows up and shows us what he can really do. And God makes man. The Bible tells us God created man, not the big bang. Somebody say amen. Amen. Not the big bang. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, the body. Do you understand the body is made of dirt? Do you understand that the same 17, listen, the same 17 elements that make up the dirt out on the parking lot are the same 17 elements that make up your skin? That's fascinating. And the Bible says, and God created man. We can prove that. That's not that hard. That's why you can wash your face, take a nice terry cloth, white. Terry cloth, I was going to say Egyptian cotton, but uh, is that what the terry cloth means? I don't know, whatever. Take a nice white terry cloth and wash your face and you're all scrubbed up and give it five minutes and go wash your face again and you still get dirt on that white terry cloth. Why? Because you're made of dirt. So the next time somebody calls you a dirt bag, you say, duh. (laughs) And your point is, we should all get t-shirts, dirt bag. It's true. Because God created man. He formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life, and man became, y'all, y'all listening, and man became not evolved, 
man became a living being. Matthew 19, 4. And he answered and said to him, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? Note, at the beginning, not the gap theory, not the theistic days of evolution, but at the beginning, God. And for one second, listen, for one second, man is in inanimate frame. For one second, I think about the CPR doll. Don't they call her Annie? Annie. I think of Annie. Man was like Annie. Don't they have a male version of the CPR doll? They don't. They should get one called Andrew. <laughs> Annie and Andrew. And I think of Annie. We just had a CPR course here at Calvary Chapel. That's why we, I'm, I'm thinking of this. And, 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 you know, when you're doing CPR, it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a frame. It's just, it's just an inanimate object. And you have to breathe life into it. You got to, you know, they teach you to breathe. And, uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was 15 and two, but somebody told me it was 30 and two, right? See, I think they changed that because 15 years ago was like 15 and two. Did they, one the 15, 15 and two? I knew I was right. And people in second service don't know what they're talking about. I knew I was right. I said, I don't, I know I'm right. They were like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, it's 15 and 2. I know that. But for one second, man is an inanimate frame, and God, are you with me? Breathes life into him, and he is now God-conscious, self-conscious. He is free from instinct. He's not following migratory patterns. He has emotional capacities that the beasts of the earth don't have. He can appreciate beauty. He wakes up. Remember, he was asleep. Remember, it's not good for not good for man to be alone. So God put Adam to sleep, and Adam woke up and he saw Eve, and he said, "Foxy, mama, <laughs> yes." I see ya. <laughs> he can appreciate beauty now. He has a capacity to be educated, not trained in a circus. Man is an inanimate frame. God breathes life into him. He can grasp concepts of truth and error, eternity, meaning he can get frustrated when he can't put something together or solve a problem. He created male and female. He created them in the image of God above all other creations. And think about this. Think about the complexity. Look, y'all stay with me. I know you want chicken sandwich, but hold on. <laughs> think about the complexity of man. Think about the instrumentation and the mechanisms in man. It is astounding. It's astounding. These mechanisms are too complex to be evolved. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? These mechanisms and instrumentations that we have that man is made of is too complex to be evolved. To be evolved. It's too complex that some primordial slime came up out of the ocean. And, and, and where did the ocean come from? Well, that's a whole other question for the evolutionists. Come on. But it came up out of the ocean and all of a sudden, <laughs> you got man. <laughs> It, man is too, is too complex. Think about the mind of man. Most of us have a computer, but do you know you are a computer? 
We have that piece of meat in our head made of protein called the brain. And it doesn't come a Democrat or Republican. Somebody say amen. amen. Your mind is a computer. And the way the mind functions is higher than the animal kingdom. Think about the eye. The eye, I was doing some study this week. The eye is remarkable. It is remarkable. I was reading some documents this week and it said that it would take 40 different stages of evolution to form an eye. Let me tell you about this thing that evolved, uh-huh. the eye. Do you know the eye is not a perfect round shape? The eye is a fused two-piece unit. The smaller frontal unit, more curved, called the cornea, is linked to the larger unit called the sclera. The eye is really the window to the soul, isn't it? Think about it. When you look at someone's eyes, you can see worry. When you look at somebody's eyes, you can see love. You can see anxiety. Next time somebody tells you that they love you, have them look you in the eye and tell them that, tell you that they love you. Look me in my eyes and tell me if you love me. Because you know what? Love can be seen. Am I right about it? Now, well, let me ask ladies. Am I right about it? The lady's like, yes! You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. 293-0923 or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the media library on our website at cccarry.org We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.